Hello, welcome to Arcade Couch, the best place to chew friends to get your gaming goodness each and every Monday. My name's Dawn Blight, join me on the couch this week, returning, Ashley Hobby. Hey Dawn, excited to be here again, you know. Uh, I know how much my non-appearance threw you guys off last week, uh, and you never recovered from, from that start, so I'm here to are set you, things right. Are you saying last week's episode was terrible? Is that what you're suggesting? No, you're just, you know, you're just thrown, you know, you're a little bit off, you know, below par, you know. Below par, he says. You know, you're just, oh, you know, you oh, are just like oh, struggling, okay. you know. You're like re- regurgitating the same stuff from the week before, you know. Talking about packs, it's been a whole week since packs. <laughs> also here, camera. <laughs> Hello, it's your apparently sub below par friendly neighborhood couch caster. Um, oh, how- we, we, we didn't really reiterate the same stuff because Kieran no, wasn't exactly. Nah, I should have moved on, you know. <laughs> you know, you know, and you're like, oh, Activision Blizzard, oh, that's all done, you know. Only the biggest deal in the world, it's like an afterthought, you know. It is an afterthought, bringing to me. about bringing down the downfall of video games everywhere, you know. <laughs> I really felt like he'd come back and change man, but <laughs> no, he's just—he's just come back with a freaking bottle of gasoline to pour on everything and light on fire. The yeah. couch is in a smolder. Yep, we're gonna be like um, arcade armchairs soon. He's gonna separate us into like three separate armchairs. We're gonna be distanced. Do you play any uh, video games while you're off Ash or no? A lot of Pokemon Snap. Oh, Marvel Snap. <laughs> Pokemon Snap, all right. Pokemon yeah, that would have been surprising. Yeah. Classic, the OG. A lot of Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap, yeah. Just had your, uh, your old mobile phone. Yeah, pretty much. You took your laptop? You didn't play anything on your laptop? No, I took I took my tablet. Uh, mm. No, I didn't tablet. really play anything. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, yeah. well, uh, I won't ask you about if you had any other thoughts about packs. In your time way there, we don't want to regurgitate. Uh, we don't want to. No, we've already wanna, covered it all. Don't want to go. Again. Check out TikTok. Check out explosionary.com. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on uh, South by Southwest or I am or the million other things that apparently seems to be going, going on, on forever? It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it started I am last weekend and it's still weekend. going. Yeah, you know, man. Some people Which had I get a because massive it's a, three weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's um, obviously based on the the US event, so which. It's like a long festival, I want to say, like a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think South by Southwest um, is two or three weeks in Austin normally. Yeah. yeah. I would have loved to have done South by Southwest, and I am, but the idea of doing all of these things off the pack of packs is just fucking... Well, it turns out, I thought there were back-to-back weekends, but it turns out we, you probably could have like taken a weekend break in between. But even a weekend God. break in mm. between shit. Still, like, in all honesty, I'd rather, I'd rather have done it back-to-back, because at least for work and stuff, you could just book... A mm. chunk off. You could book the two weeks off. Like I'd already booked two weeks off, so you could just go from Melbourne to Sydney and carry on mm. instead of, yeah. you know, not do that. I mean, it's South so. by Southwest seems like it's been a success. The the funny thing about South by Southwest, the, the first one, this is the first one in Australia. Yes. Right? Yeah, the first one. Yeah. The first one to show, the funniest thing to me about that is that, yeah, just, and I tweeted about it because I'd, I'd see people tweet like from the gaming side of it and then people tweeting about like the movie side. And like, I never see this like cross convention cross sort of event, yeah. uh, pollination between the different types of people I follow on Twitter. Like, you know, people are tweeting, they're at these, um, 
movie premieres and whatever else at South by Southwest. And then people tweeting about like going to games, like talks and play games. I was like, it's so funny to watch. Um, anyway, apparently it was a success. Looks like it was a success. Um, Spider-Man had to come help uh, save uh, an incident there in Sydney. I saw, yeah. but you know, yeah, so. yeah. So lucky that didn't... some pedestrians here. Yeah, lucky that didn't deter the event or IM yeah. or anything. Disaster like that. averted. Disaster averted. Yeah, hundred percent. So, uh, all right. Today on the show, a bunch of video games. Basically, I don't think I've put any news topics in the show, did I? No, I'm pretty I sure there was no um, news this week that isn't fine. related to the stuff we could talk about. Yeah, so we're obviously going to be talking about Spider-Man, uh, Super Mario Bros. Uh, teased it last week, get Kieran's thoughts on Assassin's Creed Mirage, because he said he was playing a bunch of that. Detective Pikachu returns up finished now as well. Um, and then a couple of uh, reviews by uh, Will to f- uh, quickly read over and stuff. Let's start with the biggest game of last week. Sorry, Mario. Ooh, but just, just throwing the gauntlet down. One of them had one of them had a truck being flipped over in Sydney. The other one yeah. did And so. rented out the fucking dome in Las Vegas. So. Yeah. Yeah. Massive. Um, Spider-Man 2. Ash, for your thoughts on it, read us through the quality critics. Quality critics. Uh, I didn't actually write this one, but... Uh, <laughs> That's fine. I, I feel like you're in charge yeah, of this. It was uh, a, like a 9.5 out of 10 across the, the uh, several critics. Uh, what do we say? One of the biggest games of 2023 is undoubtedly Marvel Spider-Man 2. Whether you're looking to find out how Venom get involved with the sequel with Peter... Uh, you're more excited to play as Miles and continue his adventures. You're looking to see if there are enough puddles in the sequel. There are plenty of reasons to get excited about its release. In the sequel to both Spider-Man and Spider-Man, Miles Morales, developer Insomniac returns to continue the adventures of both web-slingers. This time, they're dealing with both the symbiote Venom and the introduction of Lizard and Craven the Hunter, and Craven has turned New York into his own personal hunting grounds for superpower beings. Although most of the quality critics had nearly nothing negative to say about Marvel's Spider-Man 2, there were a couple of mentions of bugs and technical issues that may or may not be patched before the public release later this week. Some critics spoke about the lack of side content, or interesting side content, while others had no issue with the amount and the type of additional content in the game. Everyone had nothing but praise for the game's refined combat and the story, alongside many mentions about how great and fast the fast travel and noob websuit is for flying around New York City. Yep. 9.5. Quality critic score. Yeah. Um, how much you played, Ash? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I want to say, it? like, no. 10 hours, maybe? Yeah. Off the top of my head? Yes, um, I'd be more than that. I'd be closer to the 20, probably. Fair? Yeah. All right, let's go. I'm going to go with you first, then, Ash, because I gave you the review code, so... Yes. That's the official face of... <laughs> Network for this one. Uh, what is how are you feeling about Spider Man Two? Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Obviously, it's uh, the first game and Miles Morales, but more <laughs> and together. Um, I'm really enjoying the story so far. I'm really enjoying how they integrated. Well, it's it's very much a retelling of the the Craven's Last Hunt storyline for the most part. But there's also this Venom element thrown in on top. I love the introduction of Harry and how he's been kind of been integrated. Um, yeah, just the balancing of both sides of Peter and Miles is being done very well. Um, yeah, just a lot of cool elements, but you know, the, it, the, the thing everybody's going to love about this game is like the traversal around the world, which have was amazing in Spider-Man, amazing in Miles Morales. It's like, they've taken it up another level here with the introduction of the web suit. It's like, and with the power of the PS5, it's like so fast to get around i think as someone pointed out it's like 
oh, this game, like, it's it's about the same length as the first one. And it's like, even though there's all of this additional content, it take, still takes the same amount of time to finish the game. That's because you can get to the other end of the city, like, twice as fast as you could in the previous game. So you're doing less of the traversal and more of the actual, like, combat and fighting and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it is really, really fun so far. Um, there's a couple of interesting changes that I've made. I think I've seen some people complain about some of the removal of the gadgets and that kind of stuff um, that were like pick, picks people preferred and that kind of stuff. Interesting thing for me is the suits. Like in the first in the first game, like there was kind of a reason to get the suits outside of just com- cosmetic reasons. Like there was actual power ups and stuff attached to that. In this, there's like nothing. So like. I haven't really bought any suits. I'm just saving up at all the use all the points to like uh, upgrade other stuff, you know. Because this is the Marvel, the Insomniac Spider Man. Why do I want to wear you can, suit you can, play, through the playthrough? It depends how you're playing, but I guess I've had enough scrap and enough of the city tokens because the further you get into the game, the less usage the city tokens get. Mm. The city tokens just become just for the suits. So I just didn't like yeah. level. I, I get the suit thing because I, I don't like using DLC costumes in any game until after I finish the campaign. Mm. My rule has been if I'm doing side content, I will put on different <laughs> outfits while I'm doing side content. As soon as I'm back into like the main story one, it's like which I think it's a it's interesting. It's very weird that they're obviously the black suit plays a role in this game. Yeah, so at the point and you can now, like choose not to wear the black suit for the black suit stuff. Yeah, so I'm at the point now where I can't change Pete. Like, for my own mental canon, I guess, I can't change Peter's costume because he's only wearing that suit. Because I think it would be really fucking dumb to start wearing the other suits. I get it where you can because to lock off that side of the game, maybe people would complain about it. But um, for canon reasons, it definitely makes sense to, to stick with that suit. Or... There is one other suit that I've been very tempted by to swap into because I think it's appropriate, um, but I haven't done that yet. But yeah, it's it's great. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've loved it. So I'm. I don't know. I must be close to twenty hours. My, I know in levels I'm level forty. Um, so I've done a. Lo- I've been doing a lot of the side content. Um, I think there's a number of the side missions I've already done all the air all the locations for across the map um i'm enjoying it i'm having a lot of fun traversal is is very fun um i've found definitely had bugs and my game has crashed a number of times um there is a number of sections where you use a bicycle in this game and (laughs) every time i've used a bicycle i've ended up having to restart the mission at some point because the bicycle is sunk into the map and i've gotten stuck uh which i've got multiple very funny looking screenshots of on my playstation app um i'm i'm loving it i think the game at least the way i'm playing it the game makes you feel powerful pretty quickly um the game never makes you kind of relearn a lot of the stuff you learned in the the first game. Like you can start off knowing how to throw rockets back at people. You know, a lot of the the skill tree, other than the gadgets, a lot of that skill tree you just already have when you start. So it's not, you'd never feel made to feel like you need to relearn anything or retread any steps from the first game. There's a couple probably here and there. The opening mission is fantastic. For like the opening mission is Getting insane. you back up to speed, yeah. Yes. Um, it's very funny. I've been flicking through 
um, like YouTube content for people playing through that first mission today just while I've been either eating mm. or doing something else. And it's funny because you get to see who hasn't played Spider-Man in a while because their swinging is so fucking janky at first. <laughs> um, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if I'm like... There's been some interesting changes to, I guess, one of the elements of this story that I think I'm not sure if I dig or if I'm waiting for it to go full circle of everything to kind of really say if I like it. Um, I think it's it's an interesting... Um, I, I echo what I've heard a lot. I really love playing as Miles. For whatever reason, I find Miles, just everything about his character and his side stuff a lot more interesting than I do Peter's stuff. Um, I think there is, there are definitely there are side missions and side quests that are just for one character or the other. Mm-hmm. I've never really randomly swapped between the characters. I've always swapped only when the story tells me I need to jump over to the other person and then I'll keep, and then I'll do all the side quests that they've got at the time. <laughs> um, I'm unlocking all the costumes. I've been messing around with costumes. Some of the side missions, there is one particular side mission that hit me for fucking six. And I was, and this was when I was like, oh, I've been playing the main story. This shit's, you know, I'm going to go and do some of the side quests, have fun, put on some more goofier costumes. One of them just destroyed me. Like, like, as in, like, emotionally, I felt like shit after it because I was like, "What the fuck?" Um, I think can't be, can't believe I was wearing a cape for that thing. <laughs> no, it kind of was right. Like, it kind of was. I was wearing the, I think, the pre-order bonus costume. Um, but it's more Spider-Man. I think it's it's definitely Insomniac knows what they're doing at this point. I've used the. I love. It's funny. It's been funny to me. I thought about it today. Everybody's raving about the fast travel system. I literally used it once. I've used it once the entire time yeah. because I'm having that much fun just floating around. And the later you get into the game, especially with the the suit upgrades you get, um, that gets quicker. Everything gets quicker with your traversal. Um, so, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I think the Craven is interesting. I'm liking the Craven storyline. Um, the... Something that I never expected was how the dynamic of Peter and Harry was going to affect the dynamic of Miles and Peter. And I found that is kind of the most interesting thing for this whole. And it kind of puts it back in perspective how much of an age difference there is between Peter and Miles again and and the point in Miles's life. Um, mm. I think there's a lot more because of, I think because of Miles Morales, and the story of that game, Miles just feels like a more grounded character when it comes to the community and the world that you're in. In terms of like, he feels important. And even the when he's not Spider-Man, he is just Miles Morales. There's more weight to the things he's doing. There's more um, importance and there's throwbacks to characters and you meet people and you it's easy mm. to remember who they were the last time you saw them and what was going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I don't know I mean, whether that's because we've seen all of Miles' journey, like compared to Peter, where we've jumped in like halfway through his but, career. I think it's because they took the time in Miles Morales to build up Peter, uh, build up Miles, and build up his community and the cast of characters around him. 
Whereas mm, that's true. A lot With of the Spider-Man, cast- they had the core cast of characters and they killed off a bunch. Yeah, right? Like, they took away, like, everybody who was maybe a core character other than one or two in the, the first game. There's, like, MJ. <laughs> is, is MJ's really the, his only main carryover in this one? Um, it, whereas Miles is still well, deep. That's just, that's just the down the major downside of having one of the major confiants and of a character be a bad guy, like. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, Doc Ock, yeah. you spend so much time with Peter. But it's even like, him, but... it's not even and like another Doc... one. <laughs> it's not even Shout like. Shout City Never Sleeps players. Mm. Which is funny, right? I. The DLCs are actually kind of important in this game. Mm-hmm. Because. Has that, come up, has, has that come yes, up? Yes. That... Yep. that massively comes up. Heaps. Okay. So, like, so like. That's one of the biggest questions I had. Like, like, like the... it is within maybe the first, within the first 10 hours of the game. Everything from those DLCs comes up in mm. one form or another, which is and it's mm-hmm. fucking interesting. Like the world, it's not just act; it doesn't, it never acts like those were just events that kind of happen, side stories. No, they were really important, and they affected some. Makes characters. me wonder because I, sh- I assume most people who played Spider Man would have played Miles Morales or the majority, mm-hmm. like at least like. 80, but that's the 90%. thing; those but the city that never sleeps. I didn't play. I only played part of the Black Cat DLC. I never played the rest of the dlcs for the original no that's why it was such a we talked about so much on plat like about how it's such a huge like twist at the end of that third episode that what's that character's name it's not spoiler at this stage like yuri yuri Yuri, like yuri in that third dlc just like fucking turns full heel and we're like we're like okay (laughs) no one's gonna play this (laughs) but sure yeah yeah but i think you could you know it gives you, you enough context, right? It gives, it you, gives enough, you enough context gives you enough. and it explains enough for you to understand what's gone on here and what's happened. Um, yeah. And also, I think it does approach the villains in a really interesting way from the last game and from those DLCs. Um, it, yeah, it very much approaches them and the what they've they're doing now very interestingly in a couple different ways and kind of gives you a lot to to process and think about. It's not just, you know, in the cartoons or in the comic books where a villain was caught and then randomly, like, a couple episodes or a couple, like, an arc or two later, that, that villain's back out, back at it again. And you're just like, what the fuck? What is up with the criminal justice system of the MCU, of the Marvel universes, you know? Um, yeah, no, I, I really like the the depth and what there is in the world to do. And yeah, the set pieces so far have been great and interesting. And they even, and I heard some people complain about this. They even improved one of the sections or one of the gameplay mechanics. I hated the most in Spider-Man one is vastly improved here in Spider-Man two. Stealth sections. Yeah. There has been one major one that you don't feel completely useless in doing anymore. So it's good. (laughs) Though they have been replaced by another form of stealth mission that I got twice in very quick concession in the main story that I was not a fan of. Where you just... Okay. Yeah. Um, there's, like, stuff with, like, the spider bots. With like oh, the, okay. There's, I there's enjoyed two, this. There's two... I thought there was just two very back-to-back in the same, and I was like, oh, okay. This I is mean, with- maybe, yeah. I didn't have the back-to-back, so it's probably just... Yeah, yeah no, 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 I did. Um, but, yeah. So, Dylan, you haven't played Spider-Man at all yet? No, think about Silent Night. Okay. Yeah. 
but yeah, that first, you know, everybody's releasing the first hour is a great first hour. It's an amazing <laughs> first hour. Like, yeah, uh, it's, it's, um, it's a great setup for the the game. I think so. it's just it is showing like uh, this is it's really funny that part of PlayStation like. I've been thinking about this in Spider-Man because Spider-Man 2 leverages the DualSense controller really fucking well. Like, it does it so goddamn well. But it just makes it amusing that this leveraging of the DualSense controller is only ever going to be done for games that are specifically made for the PlayStation. I mean, it's not PlayStation's fault. It's not, but it is. No, but it kind of is, right? Because, like... It's not PlayStation's fault, but what third-party developer is going to put effort into the DualSense when it's only going to be used for the PlayStation market? It's never going to get touched by the Xbox market or PC. Yeah, but how's that? How's that PlayStation's fault? <sighs> not fault is probably the, <laughs> no, 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 no. it's just is, uh, yeah. There's no one at fault. It's just the way it is. It's not fault. It's just the way it is. Is it? Such a big part. And also, of you can't. Console. You can't like. They feel just make uh, exclusives even more important. It's not. So, it's yeah. not a feel bad. It's no, not like no, Spider-Man's on Xbox and it's a poor experience. No, 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 like no, a, no. Yeah. But that's 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 not what when I'm it saying at all. PC, it's just going to be shit. It, play it with dual sense. It's though. it's that's true. <laughs> fucking hell. It's not that though. It is <laughs> where I find I just find it interesting that like because of this whole aspect of their hardware and infrastructure, it pushes their exclusives to feel that bit more premium you know it pushes it whether i should be paying fucking 125 dollars on a fucking digital copy is another topic but it's i I brought the collector's edition didn't even come with a disc so (laughs) that's fine i'd be okay with that you're buying it for the 19 19 inches inches of venom baby you're buying it for 19 inches but where are you putting it it barely fit on my fucking shelf that I have. Like, <laughs> so, just the fact you took a just pause after you took a pause <laughs> after it barely fit was uh, uh, something else. <laughs> if you want to see pictures of nineteen inches of venom, post it on social media. You did. Yeah. I was going to ask which one of you guys got it's that NSFW yeah. post. You know, so yeah, yeah. Um, keen to jump in, obviously. Um, unsurprisingly, Spider Man's good. Like, I don't know. It is. This is, it it's is one of those funniest things. Like, let's talk about Spider Man, guys. Isn't some of the X Marvel Spider Man 2 good? Yes, it's great. Who'd have fucking thought? I, I feel <laughs> like it's always the same conversation as God of War to God of War 2, where you're just like, yeah, yeah it's more yeah. of the greatness it's, of it's the first great. one, you know? I it's, mean, it's, yeah. Of course, there's like several bugs and that kind of stuff. Like, I've had audio drop out of sync. I've had one of the flying drone things get stuck in a wall, so I couldn't finish the the crime. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, it's, probably, it's probably best the crime couldn't be finished. You know what I mean? No, 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 I couldn't fight. You like, couldn't finish. You couldn't crime. stop the crime. You couldn't I, stop it. I couldn't stop the crime because it was stuck in a wall. And my favorite was uh, for some reason Miles, like he's got obviously got electricity powers. Like he would just be like have sparks all all over him, yeah, like not? for a long period of time. And then, but then it switched to another character, and they were also just all in sparks all over them. The entire it's time. Contagious. Which kind of, yeah. yeah, you know, which kind of ruined the moment, but you know, still fun. Mm. I think um, everything you're saying is part of the reason IGN gave it an And eight. there's so <laughs> many, so many cool Easter eggs all over the world. There is. Especially when I've done all the cap like the photograph the photography. There's some okay. really great photography stuff throughout it that you take pictures of. 
Um, one that's being massively talked about, I guess, in social media circles. Um, but Greg Miller and yeah, Blessing. Greg Miller and Miles, they're kind of funny Easter egg that's in there. Um, Did you say Greg Miller? I don't know what you're what and Greg what Miller and about? fucking uh, sorry, sorry, he may I as think well. He means Miles. shirtless Spider Man and sh- shirtless, shirtless Miles Morales. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I the only thing, the only bug that is making the game feel frustrating for me is it the spider? N- no, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> an arachnid. Jesus Christ. Okay, sorry. Um, no, it's the the detection on any time it asks you to p- use to press triangle on something to use something. It is very finicky with some yeah. of the items in the game the right of where you need stuff, to be yeah. stood for it to show the button prompt. So that is the only that is the only bug or kind of janky thing other than the bikes running into the ground that I'm annoyed with or frustrated with at times. Yeah. All right. Also, if you speed through all the museum and the like uh, Coney Island stuff, you're a monster. Well, I will say, right. The effort they put into the museum section is like, is, is amazing. Like, yeah, they, that is, I think that's, that's something that should be talked about. And I think they should definitely be in discussions for several particular awards this year at the Game Awards. Best museum in a video game. <laughs> it kind of is, or I guess it, it's like, <laughs> it's based on the matter of what the museum is about that I think is so. But it, even like the lab and stuff and all those different things you can explore. Yes. I think yeah. Yeah, it's all fantastic. Yeah. But yes, it shouldn't be skipped. Explore no. everything. So by Definitely. skip, do you just mean people rushing through it? Or actually, uh, yeah, you I just so, run yeah. through without looking it's at all the exhibits. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. There's lots of you can go talk to people and go look at exhibits and stuff. And gotcha, gotcha. yeah. All right, moving on. Ash, yes. Can you hit us with the quality critic score for Assassin's Creed Mirage, which came out while PAX was on? Uh, yes, so the majority of quality critics thoroughly enjoyed this scaled back entry in the Assassin's Creed franchise, with many hoping that this is the direction it takes going forward. The critics praised the more focused story, the beautiful recreation of Baghdad, and the stealth and parkour mechanics. Many did point out that the non-stealth combat was not as good as the other entries, possibly by design to dissuade players from trying to fight their way through every situation. Uh, that got a 8 out of 10 from the critics. 8 out of 10 quality critic score. Kieran, have you finished this now? Yeah, no, I finished it last week. Like, well, last I week, haven't I platinumed it. It was where I was at. Oh, that I was the thing. Back that, to it. Yeah, yeah I just haven't platinumed it. Um, yeah, runtime of nineteen hours and fifty-two minutes. I think it was on top of my head. Um, yes. It's it, yeah, okay. It makes me laugh, right? The the comment about the story being more focused in this one, um, not only I guess refers to the runtime, but there's been this comment about Assassin's Creed for well, maybe it feels a very long time where people are like, I want a game that has next to nothing of the modern day stuff in it. I just want the historical story. This, this is that game. Other than one line in the start and uh, a couple bits and pieces towards the end of the game, this is just a, there is no modern day stuff in this. Um, this is used, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, this is used as a, a filler story or a backstory for a character in the modern day storyline as it's proceeding in Assassin's Creed. Um, but story-wise, this is all, yeah, 100%. There's no jumping out of the animus into a modern day section. It's just 100% Basim 100% of the time. Um, it's, it's, it's a 
it's a good game. It's a good game. I had fun with it. Um, I enjoyed my 19 hours with it. It was something good to, to kind of do as like it was, um, something to play while I had some time off after PAX. Um, the stealth feels good. The, the game itself plays well. It looks pretty. But at the same time, I hope this game is just a a look back at where Assassin's Creed came from. Because if you honestly, if you took out Basim and you took out the story of it and just implanted the story of Assassin's Creed 1 and put Altair in, this game is a remake of Assassin's Creed 1. It is very similar in terms of the basic bare bones of the game, in terms of going to a different area, getting a contract on a character, looking for information on that character, doing the assassination. And that is the basic kind of roadmap for the game as it goes through and plays throughout. I hope this is what this is because playing this game just makes, really just made me go, well, fuck. Other than, you know, what we've had in the last five, six years of the open world RPG version of Assassin's Creed. And it's bare bones. Assassin's Creed has not changed very much throughout its 15-year lifespan. Um, to the point where uh, there was climbing animations and items that are used for climbing throughout this game. I look at and go, this was introduced during Assassin's Creed 2. And it's still here. Assassin's Creed 2 was 2008 or 9, maybe 10 that period and we're now 2023 and the game's climbing animations still look the same and sure that you know in many elements sure that could be well that the climbing's just that good but i feel like when you have games like breath of the wild slash tears of the kingdom where link can just climb up anything it just makes the assassin's creed climbing just and traversal in general just feel dated just feel like it, it. it is the old stuff. I hope this game is a, hey, look at back at what Assassin's Creed was. That's great. Now let's look forward to what Assassin's Creed's going to be as we proceed forward. Um, I hope they put the time and effort into building out that game in terms of um, the base engine and the, the systems that are involved in playing it. Um, because, it, yeah, it's very much at the point where it's like, yeah, there's not been that much bare bones change now for 10 years, 10, 12 years in Assassin's Creed. Um, that at the same time, it's still great in terms of the assassinations, the stealth gameplay. I'm glad a stealth gameplay came back in, in much more fashion. Like the, the, it was a more important part of it. Um, by the end of it, you do feel like a tricked out, assassin and you have a whole bunch of it and you can like bullet time do four assassinations at once and kind of drop four people really easily as um basim kind of teleports around um but yeah no i had a lot of fun the collectibles are fun the world's really good to explore um yeah it's it's a great place for assassin's creed to be in i just hope they don't look at this and go okay we need to do this for the next one more just look at it as this was a great homage to what's been done let's try and refresh assassin's creed from the ground up this next time the the next one is presumably the 
Assassin's Creed Infinity or Infinite or whatever it's called, which is apparently just going to be the forever Assassin's Creed game. Is it? Yep. Who knows at this point? I don't know because they got like six projects in the works. I thought Mm. the up until recently, I thought the China game was going to be the next thing, but then I got told that's a mobile game. That's really yeah. That, I mean, that's probably will be next because it's that. Yeah, but that makes me sad because it's like what they've now left China to a PSP slash PS Vita game, and well, it was brought to the other consoles in like the arcade digital only, and then now it's a mobile game as well. That makes me sad. So I guess the Coven one was the next. That I think is Salem Witch Trials, um, was what was seemed to be suggested in the previews of the last when uh, um, it's confusing because the pitch for infinity or infinite or whatever is basically that it's um it's like it's the hub of all future games whatever that means yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> so, no i just went to wikipedia and it says assassin's creed infinity following another round of sexual misconduct allegations internal investigations <laughs> across ubisoft you know. <laughs> uh yeah montreal and quebec studios merged yeah. whatever so what introduction of that but yeah uh codename red is theoretically the next one which is the feudal japan one and then there's hexi which is the which salem which yeah yeah but china mobile yes jade jade shock we assume that's next because they had a gameplay trailer at gamescom this year so they did yeah but that doesn't count as a and closed beta real game Anyway, cool. Sounds good. Um, I'm keen to never find time to play Assassin's Creed. Um, no, I understand. But, but it sounds good. <laughs> I like old school Assassin's Creed. That was good fun. Um, the, well, I think also for the climbing, it sounds like you're like... So in the new open world ones, you can climb up pretty much anything. Like they just like... So you can climb puzzling. up anything. I guess you can climb up anything, but it's like... Just everything but, has the handholds and everything. If that makes yeah, sense. well, like, I, th- I think for this one, that because they brought back the stealth, they wanted to bring back the. It was supposed to be the. It's supposed to be like a puzzle, like a mini puzzle, like you know the the climbing's like a puzzle. Just got to figure out where to go. No, no. well, that's no. that was the idea in the originals. No, nope. nope. the climbing. Yeah, in the originals, but this feels like it's like the originals, but everything is climb like, but easier. Like you just go to any building and just climb up it, or. I, okay, this is the main way, one of the easy ways to get up and it's been the same since fucking Assassin's Creed I think even one had these is the, the step crates that have a white cloth draped over them Yeah, that is, is yeah, where you run up them and I, I don't I'm just a bit overseeing them I don't know like it just feels, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm being over, like overcritical of it but it's just like I just feel like it's just Give me something different to run up, you know? Stop. Stop with these fucking... Stop reusing the same shit that's been in the game for de- for a decade. Please. I mean, yeah, something's well. ain't broke, so... Ha- you know something what? Learn, to cook, cook, learn to cook one meal and eat that same meal for yep. every meal. Two minutes. Do you change up your walk animation every... <laughs>
All right, uh, I've posted my review for Detective Pikachu Returns, finished that this past week, uh, started it during PAX, as I mentioned last week, uh, yep. gave the game a seven and a half. Uh, said, I had a fantastic time with Detective Pikachu Returns with more than a couple of jokes and moments having me laugh or smile at the screen. I would have often wished I'd been playing with someone else in the room with me as I wanted to point out silly little comments. Uh, jokes, comments from Pikachu or things that other Pokemon in the game were doing. He's got some issues, but I never once wanted to stop playing. Now, excuse me while I make a coffee. Coffee? How much coffee did you drink? Please? Oh, I had so much coffee. Got to drink all the coffee. I'm like, what the fuck is my review tagline for this? Ah, get this detective a coffee. <laughs> it's easy peasy. Um, yeah, so it's Detective Pikachu. It's uh, it's obviously here's the thing for this game. As I like, it is a kids game. But I think my my one of my biggest complaints about this, I guess, is that it's weird because there's a there is voice acting and like they have the cinematic cutscenes where obviously Pikachu will be talking and yelling about coffee and, you know, solving crime and stuff like that. But then a lot of the game is text. So, and the game is fairly easy. It's, you know, like, and again, I don't really f- think this is a negative because again, it's a kid's game, but it's like, it's sort of on that, that edge of being maybe a little bit too easy for a game where you have to be old enough to hold an attention span to also click through and read the amount of text that's in the game. If that, you know, if that makes sense, it's sort of riding on a fine line there, I think, for the the, the, the target demographic for it. Um, the other target demographic outside of kids is just people like me who are easily entertained by Pokemon things. And I had a great time. It's just very funny, like seeing Pikachu. And the, the, the most fun in this game is nothing to do with the human characters. They're like, whatever, boring. Like, Tim's a boring character. I don't really care <laughs> for him or whatever. But Pikachu talking to other Pokemon, and I pointed out my review. I think this is the most fun I've had watching Pokemon talk with other Pokemon. Then I met, um, the, that was exciting. It was much like playing um, uh, Detective, oh, no, fucking did. Mystery Dungeon Pokemon, Mystery Dungeon game, the original one, um, back when that came out in Game Boy Advance. And that was like all just like Pokemon interacting with each other. And it was so weird because you're so used to playing these games where there's always trainers and stuff like that. But there's segments of this game where Pikachu's by himself um, away from Tim and you can then you're just walking around, running around as Pikachu and interacting with other Pokemon and stuff. And it's just funny to see him talk to him and the way Pokemon will react and talk to him and, and, and stuff like that. And he gets bullied at some point and it's great. He gets locked up in jail. It's a whole fucking segment of the game where this Pikachu gets arrested. It's so good. <laughs> he's buying bars. <laughs> he's doing hard time. He's, he's a fucking criminal now. Uh, it's good shit. Um, yeah. I mean, most of the, there's, I don't know how many cases, there is like four or five whatever it is but uh, they all like sort of intertwine into one larger case but they, they all sort of play out the same which is like the first part's like the introduction and you go like this other part and then by the end you gotta um you're gonna be talking to these people and then you do the last part of the game where it's like you have to make your case and click the light thing but you can't do it wrong like and again this comes back to it being a kid's game it doesn't matter when you get up to the last part of the game and you got to like prove that you're accusing the correct person if you click all three of the wrong answers pikachu will just make a, a remark and be like no i don't think that's quite right tim and then it like knocks it out and then you just click through the rest like there's no like you can't fail there's no way to, to fail or be bad at this game it's just you're just playing through it and doing stuff like that um and then every segment or every investigation would also introduce a new pokemon that pikachu can basically ride around and they have different 
special abilities that you sort of help with the case. The first one that's most seen in the trailers, I guess, is that um, in the first mission, you get to ride this Growlithe, Growlithe around, and the Growlithe can, um, you hold the R button and it can um, sniff on the ground, so you use it to like sort of find these scents for tracking down stuff. Um, in some of the later ones, you've got like bigger Pokemon that can smash through things, and you, you ride them around and smash through different objects to find stuff. Um, and then the other funny part for this is just the fact that it came out after the release of the movie, and it makes a joke about that right at the start of the game when you you first go to your um, home, and then your sister's like, um, I put a, the the gif in the review. It's like she's like, yeah, I thought that movie was pretty good, but how come Mum and me didn't even show up in it? Because they just like I completely ignore the fact that Tim in the games has a, a mother and a sister, and then they um you know they're not characters in the movie. And then, um, you know, he just has some throwaway line in the game about like, oh, it's just because in the in this game they just like act like the events of the first game were sort of turned into the movie, <laughs> and then like start taking some creative liberties there. But then the other funny thing is that the movie actually tied up a lot of plot elements that were left open in this. So whereas in the movie they do the whole reveal about and where uh tim's dad is and all that sort of stuff that was left as a cliffhanger in the 3ds game um so that's still like continuing in this so then it's like okay like is this a game of thrones scenario where they were given like here's what we're planning to do like just you know figure the rest out from there or um so i found all that quite interesting and and weird to see how that played out but um yeah it was a lot of fun obviously you i feel like you know you either have to be a child or a, a pokemon um, fan to, to like this. It's not it's not really for anyone else. So seven and a half. Read my full review. Explosion that with a comment if you'd like. All right, some shout outs. Two shout outs. Um, we've got a review of uh, let's do the Wizards with the Guns first. So uh, we'll put up a review for Wizard with a Gun. Um, well, there's multiple Wizards, I guess, if you want to play the game that way. And Cole, but Wizard with a Gun review. He gave it an eight out of 10 so wizard with the gun is a very tight package it's magic being it's magic being how quickly and efficiently it has you effectively efficiently so it has it has you into its systems and into the groove of turning back time to save the world it achieves this with tight timed runs and its trim systems throughout never leading you too far off the path to salvation so wizard with the gun is a devolver published game it was announced quite some time ago and then they they basically devolver picked it up and i don't know if they jacked some of their pr and money into it and um, now it comes out. Yeah. Uh, it is a roguelike and then a base building game, um, sort of crammed into one. Did, do you play the demo as well, Ash? Or did I? Yeah, was, I played the demo. Yeah, so we, we've both played the demo. Um, it's a so it's a twin stick shooter with, as Will points out in his review, this same sort of art style that you know, called the Lamb and and don't don't starve and whatever we're calling this sort of paper crafty art the dark paper paper crafty art style i don't know but yeah. um that sort of thing it's got that vibe about it uh but you go out on these runs uh you sort of collect elements bring them back to your base upgrade your weapons and your 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 weapons are guns in this game and the magic bullets you have in them and um and then you can build up your base the base he points out in a review that he didn't really care too much for the base building apart apart from the the core functionality of it to help with the gameplay and the rest of it sort of didn't engage with him but um said that the the gameplay going out and the twin stick shooting and stuff like that or the that sort of stuff he yeah. really liked so um you still keen to get into this maybe later this year when over some stuff dies down Ash? i mean it's on the wish list but you know mm. we'll see how how the rest of the year pans out 
Um, yeah, I think, you know, the, the roguelike elements of it, of going out, doing run, collect a bunch of resources, come back, uh, is appealing. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it seems like there's a lot there. There's like time travel and other stuff involved in like the actual story and that kind of stuff. So, uh, it's definitely on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another game put a review for up the previous week or the week before, whatever it was. I don't know. Published at PAX time. Anyway, time's a blur. Um, we also did a review for Bilkins Folly. Gave it a 7 out of 10. So Bilkins Folly is a game that I could recommend to almost anyone in the mood for a treasure hunting adventure. It's time the characters highlight the experience and make the longer than expected time sale apply with its puzzling. Uh, while it's puzzling is largely engaging if drawn back by more obtusely difficult puzzles and some technical hiccups that will be surely fixed in short order. Um, so this is the... Um, I don't know, sort of throwbacky art style um, adventure game made in Tassie. Shout outs. Bloody shout outs. So shout out Tassie. Shout out, shout out Webby Soft. Shout out Tassie. Tassie, Tassie lads. Tassie lad. Gonna get, get in them, boys. Get them. You my brain turned off for a You played it? <laughs> <laughs> I have not. <laughs> um, but yeah, the game. It looks, I, I have it on my list of things I'd like to, obviously, because it's made by Tazzy Dev, I sort of would like to play it. Um, although, of, based on Will's review and some reading some other people's, I feel like I would just use a walkthrough because apparently a lot of us, some of the puzzles are really like old school throwback obtuse to the point of just being annoying. And I just cannot be fucked with any of that shit, to be honest. So, like, I don't understand if that's like something you seek out in your video games, but like that really obtuse, like, fucking combine the wood chip with the fucking random you know thing that makes no sense to solve a puzzle sort of stuff that is it seems like some of the, the puzzles in this are i'm like no nah, i don't i don't care for that so not my cup of tea but um in general i think the game looks cool i like the art style and everything so hit me with the quality critics round up for Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Super Mario Brothers Wonder got a 9.5 out of 10. It's fair to say that the quality critics are in love with the latest 2D Mario game, praising this entry's new look, sound, and feel. All were enraptured with the Wonder Flower sequences and appreciated the new badge system. The critics only had minor quibbles with the game. Uh, with one wishing the boss fights were harder, another found the online functionality to feel like an add-on, while another just felt that the non-Wanda flower segments were diminished by how great those were. So, yeah. It's a me. Uh, um, so I've been doesn't sound Mario like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Sounds very similar, but not quite like that. Um, I've been playing Super Mario Bros. Wonder. It's great. I I think it's very very good. Uh, as someone who basically played catch up with the, because Nintendo kept porting the Wii U 2D Mario's to Switch, mm-hmm. and I've been playing those over the last couple of years as I'm bringing on, bringing them across, and every single one of those, in my opinion, has been like fine. Like, I don't, like if I'd been playing those when they were on Wii U, I'd have been like, this is fine. Like, this is, it's a Mario game. Like, you know, it's not bad because it's Mario, like, it's solid, but. I'm um, not not exciting. Um, this is everything sort of so far that I would hope it would be, which is it's got really you know solid Mario platforming and whatever else. But just when it gets fucking weird, man, this game gets weird. Like, <laughs> like that's the I think it's the most exciting parts. Like the just finding one of those little flowers, jumping into it, and hearing the 
and just like the whole world changing and be like, oh God, what's going to happen now? And like several times I've just like some weird trippy shit started happening. And I think it, I, like, I really feel like by now I'm like, I'm up to world three. I think, I think by now I just sort of be used to some of the weird stuff that can happen. But even last time I was like in bed playing it, the shit happened. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's like, it's so, <laughs> like, just there's some really wacky stuff they try, um, they, they throw it and doing this. Um, the online too, I'm quite enjoying. Um, so they talked about this is one thing that so anyone who played did the reviews uh, prior to release, they never got any of this stuff active. So um, this is one of the things I'm like, you're sort of missing out on some of the fun because the online, as they talked about in the Nintendo Directs, is if you have a network connection mode and you opt in in the background, you're playing any level. You've got uh, you can see people running around playing the level at the same time as you. Um, you can't interact with each other really, but you can. Don't. So the cool thing is, like, if you die, um, you can like run into another player to um, come back to life and and these other things. But the funny, some it's also led to these like really um, fun interactions and like sort of those community communal moments you can have in these games. So there's um, like some of the mini mini games in this there's somewhere it's like there are these levels and you got to find where hidden coins are in them and if you find all five hidden coins um you'll get the wonder seed for that level so like you're running around these levels and you can see everyone else like running and like trying to jump and see if there's hidden boxes in the air and stuff like that and i was pl- playing this one last night where me and the other three people in that level at the time couldn't fucking like i could tell all of us were running around and must have got the other four i couldn't find it and then the person who was uh, playing as peach uh, figured out they had to like push this pipe across and then use it to like jump up on this thing so they were standing there just spamming like a you can spam like an emoji button like on the screen so i was spamming it and just like you can hear her making a noise like peach making a noise so we all went down there all at the same time you could tell like clicked on and i went down there and like pushed this pipe across in our own versions of games and got it and then i'll press like a button to like you know like clap clap thank you very much like i i think that stuff's like kind of cool like we're not in the game together but like and that we may not even speak the same fucking language you know like it could be japan australia whatever but it's just like sort of funny like how stuff like that works together um mario brothers wonder strain game yeah yeah maybe um (laughs) the and then the other thing is like if you finish a level within roughly the same time so like if you jump onto the pole at the end of a level and a player is only like a couple seconds behind you and the game knows that it will actually hang you on the pole for an extra couple seconds so the player next will jump on too and i've had it happen once or twice now where it's uh, i've actually even though i'm not in the game with all these people where i've had four people all end up at the pole at the end we've all sort of finished the level together even though we weren't actually playing together but we helped each other along the way because the other thing you can do is if you hold down and press a button i can't remember x or something but you can drop uh these like cardboard cutouts and then with the cardboard cutouts you can place those down in key areas and then if you die and you turn into ghost form if there's not another player around you can actually just swim over through the air as a ghost to one of those to revive yourself so like placing those down as key areas to help other players like if you're if you're ahead of everyone else in the level and you know that because you can see on the screen where they're at um everyone else who's in like your instance of that level at the time um and you get to a hard part you can be like fuck i just died like on this or nearly died on this i might drop like one of my little cut cutouts here and then the, the players coming through might hit it and you'll you'll see a thing down the bottom tell you that if a player used your uh, cut out to help them come back to life and you get like sort of heart points and your heart points will show like throughout growth it's sort of like not death stranding but it's a strain game is what i'm saying like it's yep. a, yeah 
I just realized what I'm saying, guys, is this is a strange game. It wouldn't surprise me if Hideo Kojima actually worked on Super Mario Wonder. <laughs> Maybe it's got some weird shit. Went, in it, so. Yeah, it's like, guys, what if we have this like seed and it makes you do like trippy stuff? Yeah, it's like yes, we don't want- <laughs> That sounds like a great idea. Kieran just completely took his headphones off and zoned out. That was enough, for, <laughs> that was enough to make him want to quit the podcast. Mario and Hideo Kojima, and Kieran's done. That was it. <laughs> he just put them on at the worst possible moment. Yeah. You know? It's funny, like, because remember how I didn't love the movie, the Mario Bros. movie or whatever? Yes. Um, I rewatched it last night just because I was having so much fun playing the game. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to put the Mario movie on, you know? So, stand by what I said. It's pretty average, but. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, still... I hear that they don't talk much in this game. Who? The characters? Yeah. I don't know if they talk more or less than they usually do because it's just the typical amount of Mario games. Yahoo, they barely Yahoo, talk in Mario games. Yahoo. Yeah. There's more talk Maybe in this Maybe it's because you're general, lo- like, looking for it, though. I don't know. I, I feel like... I feel like Because really obviously with the, the voice changes, like people have been... Like, Maybe not. I, I was about to say, in general, there's more talking voice acting in this game than there is any other Mario game because you get the fucking Stop. flowers talking to you um, throughout yeah. the levels. Which do are you like funny, the flowers so. talking? Yeah, because it's funny because if you like figure out a secret, sometimes you'll be like, you like pop through a like a thing and come out the other side in a secret area, and the flower will just be there next to like a secret seed or something. They'll be like, "Great job!" Or like, you know, like the I know the, I I'm enjoying it. I think it's weird to have like actual voice in a Mario game. It takes you a second to like mm. get used to hearing an a, a English like an actual language voice yeah. in a Mario game. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, all the, and another main thing, of course, with this game, as we went over a big part of the discussion at PAX, uh, for our demo and everything is of course the badges. Um, I like the badges too. I like the way that change it up. You can obviously like see how you, you may be at first like, okay, I'm just going to leave the same one on and never change it. Mm. Cause I like this one, but I've found that I do change them up especially if I feel like a couple of times I've just straight up like restarted the level so I could switch it because straight away I'm like, this isn't going to work. Especially when you get not a lot of them, but there are some key ones where it's like, okay, this level has a lot of like platforming stuff with the parachutes super handy. This is a water level. I've got one where I can, if I've got this badge active, I can press R and like swim faster through the water. So why the fuck am I going to leave my parachute badge on? That's completely useless in this level. Um, This is a boss level. There's lava. I've got a thing that gives me a one use chance of surviving falling into lava. Like, why don't I put that on? You know what I mean? Like there are, yeah. you definitely can change them up. And um, I, 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 although I went into the game and after the de- the demo time at PAX thinking, I probably won't change that much. I'll just leave on whatever one I like the most. I, ha- I have actually been changing them quite a lot. So yeah. yeah, I was proven wrong on that one. So yeah, I can definitely see the appeal like for like speed running element. It's like, mm. Uh, what's the one that's going to get me through this level fastest? Is it yeah. worth the risk of me accidentally wasting time switching the badge? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and that kind of stuff. I think that you wait. People, be, people like, who speed running it, they'll have all the badges unlocked and they'll just memorize. They'll be like, all right, for this level, and you'll see them just like I to enter level, and they'll just go like, right, 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 down, da, 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 da. that's the one. Like they won't even, you know what I mean? Yeah. They'll just be, and then there'll be runs with like the shittiest badge. Like I beat yeah. the game with this badge on. <laughs> Probably, why not? And that kind of stuff. So. Um, and then the other thing I'll say is for people, like, in general, the levels aren't hard, which, again, I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I know that, I think I was listening to Kind of Funny, and I heard Tim Geddes say something along the lines of, like, he's like, yeah, I like the game, but uh, I don't know, like, you know, in the world where we've got Celeste and all these things, it's hard to think that all these games that are more that were inspired by Mario were 
are now better than it. I think the thing is, though, although older Mario games were harder, Mario has always been a, a franchise that is targeted at families and kids. So I don't think that Mario games not ne- trying to be as hard as something like a Celeste is a bad thing in my mind. With that said, the game does have optional a lot of optional hard levels. So I, I, I think the challenge is here if you want to do it. There is a secret world mm. where I was tried to play one of the levels last night and just playing it on the Switch, my fucking hand started to hurt by trying to do all the wall jumping. And I was like, no, thank you. If I'm going to attempt this, this is a docked using the pro controller scenario because I just, I just like my hand is getting fucking sore trying to do this. And then some of the, even some of the badge challenges can get quite, hard as well like all the levels have star ratings to tell you if they're like on the on a difficulty scale so yes the core difficulty isn't super hard it's meant for families to play together and stuff but if you like a challenge in a platformer it is there if you want to seek it out so yeah it sounds like some of the optional ones can be quite difficult yeah lots of wall jumping one square platforms to jump on you know like that there is there is challenge here for for people who want it if you want 100 percent the game and get all the the seeds and whatever else so um very beautiful game too um very very like obviously art style like look i played it both in my hands and on my tv um, for a few hours between both now and um it, it, no matter where you're playing it i think the game looks great i like the art style too all these complaints about the art style i don't know what the fuck the problem is get out of here no it looks great um it looks great. yeah it's interesting i was i think it was uh daniel vukovic just a review over at Vuk's, like breaking down like all the changes kind of the animation and like how mario can now throw fireballs with both hands like he was yeah, never yeah. able to do that before <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of stuff it's like very weird so uh, but there's yeah. lots of little animations i appreciate too that people are yeah. people complain about like they're just too purists like there's like fun stuff now like mario ju- goes into a fucking um he'll go sideways into a um into a fucking pipe and he, he like his hat falls off as he goes and you see his hand like put, like reach out and grab it and stuff like there's a lot there's, mm. i just feel like there's a lot more like lively animations like and stuff. stuff. Yeah, fun stuff. And mixed with the fact he's firing fireballs or two things. The the fucking elephant trunk is sh- swaying in the air and you can you can press a button to make it fucking attack with it. Like yeah, I don't know. Like there's lots of there's yeah. lots of fun stuff here. I, I think know. the other thing, like people really like the feel of this one. Like just the the floatiness the platforming, and that kind of yeah, it's, the it's, pla- actual platforming. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel like it's the it's there are some people like it who don't like the floatiness of Mario platforming, and that's fine. That's like if then Mario's not really for you. But in the t- in the realm of like Mario platforming, this this feels really like good Mario platforming. Mm-hmm. Like I think so. Um, yeah, really enjoying. It. Keen to obviously, I'm gonna keep playing it. I'm having a great time. So, so on Open Critic, it's currently got I think a 92, and on Metacritic, it's got like a similar score. Do you mm. think this is a game of the year contender? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I reckon this will be a game of the year contender. I, I can, I can fully understand. The thing is that people don't understand. I guess well, some people seem to miss. It's not that the. I don't think the game's getting rave reviews because, and I, I do agree that sometimes Nintendo games and Mario games get this whole like, all right, extra. It gets point. the rub. <laughs> yeah, it gets. It gets Just like Nintendo PlayStation rub. exclusives get a little bit of a. Yeah, like I, I, I do see that, but there is a simplistic straight up old school gamer whatever you want to call it gamer joy to a good fucking platformer man you know what i mean like just let's just go back to it i'm just playing a good old fucking platformer and this is that you know like this has levels where it seems like a a typical platformer and next second you jump into a fucking seed and next you're fucking flying through the air you know like i don't know what (laughs) there's, there's just so much new and old combined here that if 
like I don't know. Like this is this is one of those things where it's just, it's just pure joy, right? We've spent a lot of these. Uh, we've spent a lot of this episode talking about these massive like big technical story-based games like Spider-Man and Assassin's Creed and whatever the fuck else, you know what I mean? Like, and th- now it's just mm. like, oh, here, here we're just back to joy. Here we're just back to it's old school joy of a Mario game. So I, I, I think it has game of the year potential for a lot of places. I don't think it's going to win. Like, I don't think this has a no, chance you, of beating a lot of things. But it'll be in the sixth is what you're like uh, at the game awards. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to be mm. honest. I wouldn't be surprised. Because you got to remember, you got to remember. Let's let's put it back. You got to remember, those choices are um, like those of like those six are going to be chosen by a lot of people w- that will fucking love this game, right? Uh, yeah, I th- I think it's interesting because obviously it's it's like obviously a family game. Uh, you know, I feel like maybe the score has been a bit boosted because. It's being played by people who love. It's being reviewed by people who love Mario. You know. Yeah, but I mean, like at, at the age. end of the day, if, if you're like, oh, the scores are boosted to a nine, what is it? A eight? You know. Yeah. Like, like in, there's, in, there's no world in which this game's been like this is a fucking being boosted out of like a six to a fucking nine. You know what I mean? Like it's not. <laughs> but the thing yeah. is, I don't think you can even say that, right? Because I think Spider Man. Only people who like Spider Man are going to be playing Spider Man. Like, I don't think, I don't think you can quite say that. Maybe it works for stuff like Baldur's Gate and stuff because I don't like. I think a lot of people will be giving that game a try, even if they. But don't who doesn't like, like Mario? Sega kids, other than you, <laughs> people who prefer Sonic. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and you play body plates, Sonic Superstars. Nope. I saw that Brickman. Let's be honest, right? The only reason, <laughs> let's be honest. The only reason that Dylan played Mario is because he got his rog confused with the Switch, and then just went, "Oh fuck it, I'll keep playing." I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, it's actually really weird because the game I've been playing on my rog this week, which I'll probably have a review up for next week, is the Gargoyles Remastered. I started playing on my 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 rog. They put out a- <laughs> really. What the fuck? Turns out, Dylan. Like hate Gargoyle fans. Hate Triple I love Gargoyles. Gargoyles was amazing. You can I saw your new story this week about the live action TV series. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, I had to fucking post that new story. Yeah. I love Gargoyles. Gargoyles is fucking fantastic, man. What a great show. Yeah, I've I've played four video games this week and Super Mario No, five. And Super Mario Bros. is definitely the triple A of the of the bunch. Double the four? No. <laughs> And I haven't touched Spider-Man yet. Sorry to say. Yeah. But but to be fair, to be fair, I knew coming into this episode, you two would have smashed Spider-Man. And I was like, I'm just going to play some Mario. Right. No, that's good. Okay. You know. Fair enough excuse. Yeah. It's it's you balance. could have probably put an hour into Spider-Man and experience like the first. I was going to do it last night, but here's what happened. There was a massive thunderstorm, which is apparently continuing to today. And I don't mind it because it's not okay. It went on for hours. And I just left the blind. Like I was playing, I was laying on the couch just playing Mario. And it was like six, seven o'clock. And then I was like, man, maybe I'll get up and I'll go play Spider Man. Right. Yeah. The next second, I was like, fuck this thunder just laying here. Like it's kind of cool just watching it in the distance and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and I was like, you know what I'll do? Let's just put on the Mario movie. And then I'll watch a Mario movie and just you watch, watch the, the thunder. Mario movie. Yeah, sorry, you over, missed that part. You took, the, you took over, your headphones out. I forgot. Yeah. 
You watched yeah, the Mario. Watched no, I heard you watched the Mario movie. I didn't realize it now. Now it you chose the Mario movie you over chose, what yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, you chose the Mario movie over playing Spider-Man Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the bit you'll put on social media this week. <laughs> well, look, I don't choose it. AI does that. So, <laughs> oh, well, wow. I mean, you can so you have a little bit of. I, I have a bit choice. of control. I was like, we, if we talk about Arcade Catch between the questions in a couple of weeks, I'm going to tell you, I've, I've decided what AI tools are quite handy and which ones I've drawn the line at. <laughs> <laughs> like, as, as someone who's been openly, AI is cool until it reaches this stage where it's like stealing people's jobs. Until it comes to <laughs> Certain jobs. Yeah, certain jobs. Like, yeah, I found some good uses so far. And yeah, the clips have been quite handy. So, anyway, that'll do it for this week's episode of Arcade Couch. Whether you're flipping or Yahooing, I hope it's been a good time for you this week. Big week, big week for video games. And it keeps on trucking as we head towards November. Big week for video gamers, except if you've got only an Xbox. What about Forza? What about Forza, guys? That was, no, that was weak. Kieran, we're not going to talk about old news. That came out weeks yeah. ago. We're Assassin's not, Creed yeah. was weeks ago. We can't. We yeah. To, yeah, but, yeah, but we, on, had fre- Kieran, we had fresh takes on it. We had fresh takes yeah. on it. You know, fresh takes. You got fresh takes <laughs> on Forza? No, you haven't played it either, have you? You're fucking. Yeah, that's right. Shut no. up. Let's say any comments, questions, concerns you've had about this week's episode or your thoughts about anything, including Ash's whole day to Perth and how you feel about him not playing um, more stuff other than Marvel Snap. Uh, you can do that on our Discord, explosionnetwork.com slash Discord. Let us know what you think he should have done with his one-year-old. Um, he should have played Marvel Snap with the one-year-old. He should have one-year-old taught it how nephew. to podcast. Sorry, nephew. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Ash had a child. While away. <laughs> Pod that a baby. <laughs> <laughs> what a long time you're like wasn't he gone for two weeks or was he gone for two years who's to say who's to say tweet at us no z to this explosion.com slash twitter takes you to our x page and then uh do all the things if you want to donate to this way to the the, the place the website just all things explosion.com slash support takes you to our Kofi page and we'll see you here same time same cash next week goodbye before Thank i say you, anything uh, else. Dan Kojima did that outro <laughs>